You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today we have a fun marriage topic in honor of our anniversaries in April. Chris and I will be celebrating our 11th anniversary this month, and you and Jeremiah will have been married for 16 years. We're calling this topic Best Spouse, Worst Spouse, because we'll be sharing how we and our spouses bring our best and perhaps most annoying selves to our marriages. (laughs) I had the idea for this because it's just a funny thing I think about as I notice things that I do or that Chris does, and I'm guessing that anyone who is married can relate. Before we start, I want to say that hopefully it would go without saying that we are definitely taking a joking tone in this episode. We do not actually think that our husbands or ourselves are worst spouses, although we definitely do think we have the best spouses. (laughs) So let's start off with some tough honesty and each share the ways that we are worst spouses. Let's go back and forth on this. So Erica, what do you do that makes you the worst spouse? Okay. Listeners may know this, but I am completely non-functional for the first hour or so I'm awake. Like I am the actual worst human to be married to in the morning. <laughs> like between the hours of just like... It doesn't matter. Any- like whenever I wake up, the first hour okay. of awakeness okay. is... Okay. It doesn't matter if it's... I mean, I shouldn't say that. If it is 5 a.m., it's much worse right. than if it is right. 7 a.m. Okay. But I just take a very long time to wake up and it's something that you know, Jeremiah is very much a morning person. And so it is something we have had to like work with our natural rhythms. And finally, I think like since having kids, kids really (laughs) solidified how actually useless I am in the morning. You know, you may know this is, this goes hand in hand with the way he's the best, but he brings me coffee to my bed every morning, (laughs) expects nothing out of me for the first hour of the day, which, you know, now that the kids are older is not as big of a deal, but it was definitely the worst when I was, when they were little, Mm. I would get up and help, but I would be real cranky about it. Right. And so I, I think this is a way that I'm really the worst and (laughs) it's just, we're just working with it. (laughs) Right. That's so funny. (laughs) Okay. Um, for my first worst, I'm going to start off with, this is like a very minor thing, but it drives Chris insane. And that is not hanging up the car keys when I come inside. <laughs> so let me paint the picture for you because there's like some real specifics in here that make this just one of the worst things that I do. So um, we have just one car. So there's that. So we're sharing car keys. Our car also has a key fob, so you don't actually have to take it out and turn a key or anything. Well, since I carry a purse, I just put the keys, the key fob in my purse, hop in the car, go on my merry way, get home. Then when I'm coming in through the garage, this is another important factor. We have a keypad garage door. So to get inside, you just punch in a key, a key code and you don't need a house key to get in. Uh So I just come in, keys are still in my purse. I'm just, you know, I'm probably carrying something, managing kids. I'm not thinking about it. And I just come in and then I go hang up my purse, usually in the same spot, but you know, sometimes it's somewhere random. So that means that then when Chris goes to want to drive the car, it's (laughs) where are the keys? Every time. Every time. And then even if he thinks to go check, which he often does in my purse, which is hanging up in our closet, I have this really teeny tiny purse that it's like his big hand can't even fit in. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you know, I, I don't have a ton of stuff in there, but it's so small and the keys are at the very bottom and it just enrages him. <laughs> but this is a, th- this is a thing too, where like, I, I'm not meaning to do this enraging thing, but it, I just cannot think because right. I haven't had to get the keys out and yeah. use them at any point in my journey. So why don't you have two sets of keys for the car? Okay. This is the thing, Erica. <laughs> That's what we do. And I keep mine this in my purse thing. and I never have to worry about it. Okay. We do have a second key fob, but for whatever reason, it's like the whole front of it has like come off and like it's electrical innards are like showing and it just looks kind of like it's going to yeah. electrocute you. <laughs> well then, so we, it's like, like probably knocking around in a junk drawer. Well, more recently, there was this particular time when Chris was just like, why don't you ever hang up the keys? And I was like, look, I'm going to buy us a second key fob right now. Look, I found it, 2008 Prius. It's on eBay. He was like, well, how much is it? I said, it's $70. And he was like, no, 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 that's too much. And I was (laughs) like, like, but why why won't you let us spend $70 to solve like the main conflict in our marriage? Yeah, it's like death by a thousand paper cuts. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, he wouldn't let me buy it. He has since (laughs) there wasn't a recent episode where then he just took my purse and dumped it out, which I found quite offensive. Yeah. As one one would. It was was like the peak of his like annoyance. Um, He has since started using this like... dangerous key fob and so maybe you know what our anniversary is coming up I think I'm just decided (laughs) buying him a key fob maybe I'll put it in like a little ring box that's so (laughs) funny that is that is actually hilarious and I like it a lot this is where this is where the Wharton's minimalism has come to bite (laughs) right to bite them in the butt this is where it gets you back (laughs) (laughs) so funny Yes. Okay. My second one is, is more serious, but it's just in general, I'm just real hot headed, and mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of the worst. I've, I've learned a lot about how to handle myself and not be so mm. reactionary, but I just am a, a hot headed person. And I think mm. can come across even when, even when I don't mean to be, I just like, mm-hmm. like to react and I'm spicy. Mm-hmm. So sometimes mm-hmm. he's just like, I can see it at his face. He's like very like, God, like you just stabbed me in the stomach because he's very much more like thoughtful and, um, mm-hmm. you know, slow to anger. Like measured response. Yes. And you're just, you're coming in I'm hot. I'm coming in hot often. And I, I think even, you know, 20 plus years of being together, sometimes I, I look at his face and I'm like, ooh, that that was a bit much. Too much. <laughs> yeah. So I could just get kind of mean and critical and just like real, you know, real uh-huh. snippy. And uh-huh. so I just think sometimes, you know, sometimes I, I don't mind that about myself, but I'm sure it makes mm-hmm. me often the worst spouse. And how much, like, how far do you feel like you've come in all these years of being together versus maybe um, like, has he changed too in terms of knowing that that's just kind of how you need to blow off some steam or express yourself and not taking it personally? Like, have you both come yeah. like, towards the middle a little bit? I think so. I think we've learned to like that. I am a talk first, think second mm-hmm. kind of person. Gotcha. And that it doesn't, mm-hmm. sometimes I just need to vent. I think mm-hmm. we've gotten a lot better at just saying those things out loud. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just need to vent or I'm not mad at you, but I'm going right. to, I'm going to say a, a lot of swears right now. You know, it's a great way to start a conversation. Yeah. I love that. So I think we've, I've probably had to come further because I'm the one who mm. attacked his humanity on the regular <laughs> <laughs> about things that I got mad about. 
not even, I think even just like, I will just talk about something that has nothing to do with him, even in a passionate way where he's I like, see. hold on, how is this right. about me? Where he, he's right. now taking he's that just, less personally. He's just feeling that emotion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause gotcha. he, that is not his default setting. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm sure that has, that makes me a lot to live with at times. That's funny. Okay. My other worst spouse trait is I am just a micromanager. (laughs) Um, Chris is definitely more spontaneous, more fly by the seat of his pants, where I've usually put careful thought into just about everything, including things that I don't need to tell anyone else how to do. (laughs) Things that are not your job, turns out. Exactly. (laughs) Like if Chris is cooking something, I mean, Chris is just so great around the house. He's such a great equal parent. But then it's like, just let him do it. Yeah. You know, he's like starting to cook something. And I'm like, oh, are you going to use that skillet for that? I usually, I usually use this one. Oh, are you going to add that now? I usually would add that like later. (laughs) I mean, it's just, and I can just see, you know, the tension in his shoulders. And I am working on this, I will say, because I can tell that's not helpful. It doesn't (laughs) make it better. It doesn't show my confidence and my support of him. Mm -hmm. But I will say, even if I don't say something, I know that I just get a look on my face that betrays me where he's just like, I, I can tell. (laughs) You know, if he's yeah. just like, where does he oh, turn I, to you? Gonna... Like, what? What am I doing wrong? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I need to work on just the neutral, yeah, supportive facial expression. Yeah. Whatever it is that you're doing, just let it go. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. So as much as we love our husbands next door, nobody can be perfect all the time. What does your husband do that drives you bonkers? Okay. This man, <laughs> this man, this in man, question. he touches everything with <laughs> sticky hands, with his big sticky hands. I mean, I've talked about this, I think, on the show before, too, but I don't think listeners fully understand that he for sure leaves the most sticky fingerprints in our house. I mean, even from when the girls were toddlers. Right, right. I will go to open the fridge and there's like a dollop. I'm not talking just like like some <laughs> fingerprints like, like I need to get visible. off. No, like a 3D dollop of peanut butter <laughs> on the inside of the handle. Oh, no. So it surprises you. And you're like, what is that? Gross. It is the grossest thing. And I will watch him cook. We've gotten legit fights about this too because... <laughs> things like if he's cracking eggs or whatever like uh-huh. I wash my hands when I'm done cracking an yeah. egg so oh, yeah so as not to spread salmonella around exactly the kitchen and he just like wipes it on the dish towel oh and I want to die oh. if and then he'll be like just let me cook and I'm like you're giving us all food poisoning like I it is like living with Winnie the Pooh I am not kidding you oh, there is my gosh. sticky honey jam <laughs> Multiple forms of food botulism all over my kitchen. But does he wear pants? He does. Like Winnie the Pooh. He does wear pants. <laughs> he does wear pants when he dips his entire bear paw into a into honey. I just have to share a tangent that a friend of ours who is so funny, he if you're just wearing a shirt and no pants, he calls it Pooh bearing it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is just a little phrase that you need in your life. That is so funny. <laughs> anyway, 
Yeah. Okay. What about, is it just contained mostly to the kitchen? Do you ever find the stickiness on like the garage door handle or like, I know you have separate sinks in the bathroom, so hopefully that helps keep it contained, but does it ever like creep over to your side of the bathroom? (laughs) We got the hilarious fight. We were both crying, laughing by the end of it the other day too, when I went (laughs) in the bathroom and the light switch to the like toilet room was wet. (laughs) (laughs) What? And okay, I'm sorry, but when that is the light switch that is wet, what do you yeah, think is on it? Exactly. And he, he's like, and I knew in my head it was probably because his hands were wet from washing his face and stuff, and then he right, went right, into right. the bathroom. But that's still real gross for anything yes. to be wet that you touch right. in the bathroom. In that room. And in he's that like, room. what do you think I did? Pee on the light switch? And I was like, no, I just thought you touched it with pee hands. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's it's a situation. I mean, it's, we've got, this is a sticky situation. Yeah, the hard part is though too that he is the one who cleans the kitchen for the most part like gotcha. like for the night. But I'm like, right. but are you actually cleaning it if you're wiping right. your hands on everything? <laughs> and then you're using the salmonella dish towel to oh. dry things off. Can we trust you? I've found hot Cheeto hot cheeto crumbs on the clean dish towel like get a paper towel what is happening oh this is too funny it makes me so mad so he is the actual worst about that and i literally warn people like i'm sorry if you find like peanut butter random places in my kitchen my husband's gross i can't control it no i can't oh that's so funny okay so chris's first worst spouse trait is that he refuses to dress appropriately for the weather. Oh, mine too. <laughs> what is this? What, what is, is this? I don't know. So this especially drives me crazy if Chris is cold or I think he's going to be cold. And also <laughs> because my love language is coziness. Yes. I Get want yourself my, I, cozy. Yes. I want my loved ones to be cozy. I, I want to make them cozy. <laughs> and I just, I feel like he resists my efforts of coziness. <laughs> And it drives me crazy. You resist my cozy stuff yes. tonight, my love. Yes. So, <laughs> so for example, there are times when Chris is in the house and he's like, oh, I'm so cold, but he's wearing like a short sleeve or like a thin yes. shirt. And I'll be like, well, why don't you go put on a fleece or why don't you like put on some thick socks? And then he's like, oh no, I'm fine. And I'm like, no, you're cold. <laughs> or the worst is when they touch you with said very cold Ooh. hands because they refuse to be cozy. Right. And then when you have the audacity to suggest they may not be properly dressed for 50 degrees, right. they get real bad about it. What is that? I don't know. Makes There's me mad also too. like, if I will, maybe in the evening, like, oh, it's a cold night. Can I make you a cup of tea? And he'll just be like, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, no, I want you to have a cup of tea. I want you to be cozy. Let me love you. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I have to tell you the story that perfectly illustrates an extreme example of this. This is actually not even when I knew Chris, but this is when he was in college. He went to college in Illinois, where, as you know, the Midwest, yes. they have very cold winters. Yes. Yet, Chris did not have a heavy jacket or gloves or even a hat. 
in college when you are walking about the campus? Exactly. So he tells this story of this particular day when he was walking across campus and the wind chill was some below zero degrees and he was alternately covering one ear with one hand and then switching because he didn't have gloves so that he wouldn't get like frostbite on his fingers. This story, even though I did not know him at the time, enrages me. And I get so angry whenever he'll like tell the boys about it. Like, why couldn't you just get a thick? That is why Patagonia makes down puffy jackets and gloves and hats. Why? Why? This makes me mad as a Midwesterner. Right. This offends me. I have to share a story. This is not about my worst spouse, but here is how he is also the worst. We got in a legit fight the first time we took the girls up to the snow in the mountains in Arizona. And I was so excited. I found them like secondhand, um, you know, snow bibs and stuff like that because we don't need them that often, obviously. And I bought myself snow pants and I was so excited because I haven't had snow pants in a long time. And he was like irritated that I was doing all of this prep for, because they were getting a big snowstorm and I'm like, I just want to be ready. Yeah. So then we could get up and go like that morning when it happened. This man refused also to bring anything more than like a barn coat, like a Carhartt (laughs) barn coat and no hat and no gloves to play in the snow with jeans no. and hiking boots on. And then was, of course, freezing when we got up to the top of the mountain and it was 15 degrees and wind blowing through the pine trees. Guess who was happily playing in the snow with their yep. children? Mm-hmm. Cool mm-hmm. mom. That's who. Mom. That's right. Not usually the fun one, but I sure was that day while their sure dad was. was freezing in the Jeep. <laughs> so annoyed. <laughs> so annoying. This will happen too sometimes when it's hot. I think Chris doesn't want to believe it's as warm as it is. And so he'll wear jeans and he'll wear, he'll wear a long sleeve shirt, but he'll say, oh, it's like a thin lightweight long sleeve. And then he'll be like, it's so hot. And I'm like, you're wearing jeans and a long sleeve shirt. It's 95 (laughs) degrees out. We live in the desert. I think, I think what this comes down to is he dresses for the weather that he wishes and not the actual weather. I think so. I, I think cannot, it's like a stubbornness against it. the weather. Like, yes. or, or like I'm somehow tougher than the weather. No, no you're not. Don't be a hero. No, you're wear not. Wear the shorts or wear the hat, whatever the season calls for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, is a, me crazy. That, is a, that is a worse spouse thing for sure. <laughs> okay, what's Jeremiah's second offense? His second offense is not actually that offensive. It just personally offends me. <laughs> partly because I'm jealous of it and okay. partly because I it feels like he's ignoring me. So he will, (laughs) he can fall asleep every time he sits still for more than like five minutes. (laughs) That's totally Krista. You look over and their eyes are just closed. And it makes me, I will yell at him across (laughs) it. And then he's like, Oh, startled. (laughs) And then tries to tell me he wasn't sleeping. I love the denial. Yeah, denial. denial, Like a small child. I'm not tired. So to me, it's just, I'm so jealous of it because he could fall asleep at the drop of a hat and I have a hard time falling asleep. And then it's extra offensive when we spent 20 minutes deciding on a movie to watch together because he was being picky and then he falls directly asleep. Yes. It's just the rudest thing to me. I'm always like, what if we were hanging out with friends and you just fell asleep like that? <laughs> like they would think you don't care about them. So how right. do you think I feel? Oh, that's so funny. So, and it's like when that happens, which that is definitely Chris too, 
because he is early to bed, you can't recover from that. Like when someone is tired at the end of the night, you're not going to suddenly rally him and get him to enjoy this movie with you. Yeah. It's just, so I finally learned to at least not pick a fight to keep him awake. Gotcha. (laughs) Right. Fine. Whatever. I'm watching whatever. Yeah. And then we'll turn, or, you know, if it's a show we're kind of watching together, Mm -hmm. then we turn on the next day. It's, it's extra offensive when he's like, we didn't watch this episode yet. And I'm like, yes, we did. You were sleeping. You're like, oh, we didn't, but I did. And I'm not giving you a recap. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My next worst spouse trait about Chris is his insatiable sweet tooth. <laughs> I am talking no morsel of chocolate or sugar is safe in my home. <laughs> so from my perspective, why this drives me crazy is because... I think if there's a dessert in the house, we should each get an equal amount. Yes. From Chris's perspective, it's every person for themselves. (laughs) First come, first serve. And this has led to some real arguments. (laughs) This is an enduring problem because I would love to, for example, keep a bag of chocolate chips around so that when the mood strikes, I can make chocolate chip cookies. Yes. No, this is not possible with my husband (laughs) unless I actually, actually hide the chocolate chips. I'm not talking just put them in the back of the pantry. I'm talking about out of mind. I have some real hiding places in my kitchen that I will not even mention on the show for fear (laughs) that Chris will listen and discover them. But I'm going to let you know that if I needed to get a bag of chocolate chips out of my kitchen right now, I could produce it. But But Chris does not. He he could could not. not. (laughs) He could not. So... Another example of this, at Christmas time, Trader Joe's comes out with the amazing Candy Cane JoJo's. It is mm-hmm. like an Oreo with little crushed up bits of candy cane in the cream filling. It is amazing. delicious. Mm-hmm. It is so good. When I bought a box and I was like, oh, I'm so looking forward to just having a few a day and enjoying these for all week. Two days later, the box is completely empty. It looks like a bear <laughs> has like ravaged it. Perhaps my rummaging rummaging yes. spouse has been to your house. Exactly. And I was just like, these were supposed to last all week. I was so annoyed. So now I buy us two boxes. Mm-hmm. I put my name on like every surface. <laughs> Kelsey's do not eat. And it's go. fine. If you want to eat yours in two days, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I will still have mine. 10 days from now and you'll be sad about it. That's fine. Yeah. We don't share <laughs> peanut butters. We get the two pack of peanut butter because go. he has gross stuff in his peanut butter right. all the time from the way he dips all kinds of things in there. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta live and, and learn. Yep. You gotta live and learn. This, this came up too when Chris came home with one of our favorite desserts one day. It is this peanut butter, this giant peanut butter cup from a local restaurant. It's like a peanut butter mousse with like this kind of chocolate ganache topping. It is so good. And I assumed that he bought it for the both of us. And I was excited to eat my portion after dinner. Right. I went to the fridge after dinner (laughs) to discover no peanut butter cup. (gasps) That is the worst. It was all gone. And I was like, what? (laughs) And he was like, oh, that was just for me. Well, thank you. You could have at least gotten a second one for me then if you wanted I'm, an entire one to and yourself. And usually he, usually he would. I'm not exactly sure what happened in th- like this time. <laughs> usually he would. But I now have the saying that two desserts is the key to a happy marriage. And so true. It is so true. So it. anyway, yeah. I Now I just know that if there's something I specifically want to eat or use for baking, I need to 
legitimately hide it or I put my name on it and I that like helps. It. I'm yeah. just picturing you with like your little um, labels that you put on like the kids' water bottles oh, right. and stuff, yes. Like, yes. just labeling the hell out of everything. That is actually great use for those. I'm going to do that. Okay. Now that we've cleared the air a little bit, we can focus on how awesome we and our husbands there are. So let, let's start with this. How are you the best spouse, Erica? Okay. I will say that I am real good at keeping the house running and organized and cute. This is so our, similar to mine too. Our yes. house is a pretty well-oiled machine, especially mm-hmm. since we had kids. I feel like I'm actually mm-hmm. more organized with kids and brought that, you know, kind of strength of managing kid routines and stuff from teaching. Mm-hmm. And um, and he comments often that like, I I wouldn't know how to do any of this. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't know how to set the girls up even for virtual school or mm-hmm. what, you know, mm-hmm. Um and just like that, we always joke that he would have one like watermelon candle from Walmart if he wasn't married to me. Like he would have yes. one like, you know. That would be his trying to yeah, like yeah. have something nice. <laughs> so I think I'm just really good partner that way in like managing the household and yes. making it homey. Oh, yes, I totally agree. So mine is so similar. I said bringing coziness and efficiency to our lives. Yes. <laughs> and similar, I was just thinking, I've thought this before, like if Chris was just living on his own with children, I feel like there would be no soap at the bathroom sinks. Yeah. And for sure, he would only have harsh overhead lighting. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and- yeah. No lamps. <laughs> And I don't think there'd be any dinner plan. He would definitely feed the children, but just every night it would be like, all right, what do we have? Mm -hmm. Like, what am I slinging onto your plates Mm -hmm. tonight? So, um, I think too, just in terms of efficiency, like definitely just organization and systems and things like that. But I think that I think just about all moms have is that superpower of thinking ahead. I mean, like I said, Chris is such an involved and equal parent, but it'll just be, you know, something like, if we get somewhere and, oh, there's a splash pad, I feel like Chris would be like, oh, shoot, we didn't bring their bathing suits. I'm like, nope, yep, I did. He's like, oh, but we didn't bring their towels. Yep, nope, I've got those too. Got that. And then they're getting hangry. Oh, we need to go get them something to eat. Yep, I've got the stacks right here. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) yep. So I just feel like things like that, that even as wonderful and as involved as they are, they just don't have that like, mom or our brains of just like thinking ahead and planning for those scenarios we were even talking about that we were watching alone again last night like our favorite Mm -hmm. show right now and it's about survival and they the first season didn't have any women on it Uh and we were talking about because we like kind of going backwards for whatever reason but um we were just talking about how interesting some of the mistakes that like the guys made are like about Mm. details like oh interesting like not putting their fire stick away in like the same spot when they're done and how the women that you see on there are just very like they're very focused on the details so even though the manual Mm -hmm. labor part might be harder for them Mm -hmm. they're like making sure to set up every cozy detail of their camp to make life like doable out there it's just interesting to see how that kind of works that is really interesting yes totally okay what other way are you a best spouse I am a best spouse in that I am a real fun wife I feel like I was, I feel like I was a fun girlfriend. I feel like I am a fun wife too. Like I'm pretty independent and not clingy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm good Mm -hmm. about go out with your friends. Yeah, that's fine. And, and then I'm fun and easy going to be around socially too. Like I think Mm -hmm. that I, 
I am not the difficult wife in the group ever. Mm-hmm. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. You know how yeah. there's there's just yeah. that. Like I I think I'm pretty low maintenance when we're with a group of friends. I think I entertain mm-hmm. well and like set yeah. up set up okay. our life to have you, fun together. You plan fun parties and gatherings and yeah. things like that. Fun social things. Yeah. So I think I'm oh, a right. I'm a fun wife that way, even though I'm a, a lot to manage in other ways. <laughs> I love that. I love to. Not a fun mom, but a fun oh, wife. Turns out, not a fun mom, but a fun. <laughs> I love that. We all bring fun to the yep. different areas of our lives. You can have fun around me when you're grown. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. My second best spouse trait, um, I think is just my calm and patient personality. Yeah. I think my calm just balances out Chris's hotter temper and also his tendency to be maybe a bit more anxious about things. I really, I was reflecting on this recently. I'm really not a worrier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's just nice. I, and I won't say Chris is is a huge worrier. There's some things in life that he worries more about, like climate change. And I just feel able to like, it's gonna, it's gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know? And so I feel like I'm really able to bring that to to him and to our relationship. I can see that. I think you bring that to all your relationships. Oh, thank (laughs) you. Okay. And what about that husband of yours? I think we could each list many more than two ways that our husbands are the best, but let's go with the top two ways we each have the best spouse. Okay. I, number one is that he is just the most loving and involved and calm parent. Like I've really learned so much from him about that. Just like being accepting of the girls wherever they're at. And like, you know, I, I don't ever remember a time, even if, like, I don't ever remember a time since we've gotten the girls where I'm like, could you just help? Like where I felt, Mm -hmm. you know, truly, yes, there were long days where maybe I was crabby with him and just like internally resentful at the end of a long day of me home with them. But it was, he has never not been willing to like, just pitch in. Yeah. Like just whatever you need, like he will Mm -hmm. tackle it with them. He has this on I think we've talked about this before with both of our husbands too where like I want to run errands and do th- productive things alone like I cannot mm-hmm. focus with mm-hmm. the kids around often and he is the opposite he's like okay oh, you yes. need some time I'm going to go do all these productive things with children exactly. in tow and be totally fine with it so exactly it's just awesome superpower yeah amazing Um, about Chris, he is unfailingly supportive of me and of us as a team. Mm. Um, just so supportive of me. And I just have been so appreciative of it, especially when I was considering quitting my full-time job and, you know, wanting to put more time towards this podcast and my writing, neither of which I was necessarily planning on earning an income. Mm -hmm. And he didn't equate the worth of those pursuits with needing to earn an income Mm -hmm. and being willing to be the the only income earner in a house without any resentment or saying, okay, well, yeah, you can do that for a while, but then, mm-hmm. you know, I want, I want my turn. Which Some scorekeeping I mean, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. And about us as a team, I feel like that, that scorekeeping, and I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before. He, I think Chris is just so thoughtful about our marriage and our relationship. Um, 
even like you were mentioning, like that not scorekeeping, that's something that he was like, I've just, I've been thinking about this, you know, like come to me with like, I've been thinking about marriage and relationships. And I think that you shouldn't keep score. And it was like, oh, you know, I hadn't thought about that specifically. So I just feel like there are things that he brings that then help me to think of our marriage in new and better ways and like inspire me to be a better mm-hmm. spouse and partner. And so, yeah, I think that's just been yeah, really incredible. That's awesome. Um, yeah, another one for me similarly is he just has this practical, calm way of like taking such amazing care of all of us, mm-hmm. like myself included. Like I feel mm-hmm. very like nurtured by him. Mm-hmm. You know, like he just he's great about showing love through like acts of service and just like taking care of things and managing things. Um but in a very, not ever, ever in a domineering way. Like I am mm-hmm. much more domineering of a personality in our relationship. He just like quietly handles so much, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and similarly in terms of like, um, you know, quitting my job and staying mm-hmm. home and whatever, he was just immediately like, I was doing all these mental gymnastics about, well, I could make some money from doing this and this and that. And he's, mm-hmm. or, or I, or thinking that I needed to be pregnant to like, Mm -hmm. quit my job and start a family and like create that space. And he's like, I just remember him vividly saying like, you don't need an excuse. Mm. If you want to do that, well, let's make that happen. Like, yeah, it was just, and and without a, I never once felt like that was like forced. I never once, Mm -hmm. you know, he never once has hung any of that over my head. And it just, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just this incredible, like calm. I don't know. It's just this like very practical love. And mm-hmm. I love that. And so mm-hmm. he's just like the best with that. Oh, that's really amazing. Okay, Chris's second best spouse trait. I'm not I'm not sure how to just boil this down, but basically it's like the superpower of not getting overwhelmed with home tasks and just taking care of things without complaining that mm. otherwise just totally overwhelm and paralyze me. So I feel like this will happen kind of towards the end of the week. The house just starts to be out of sorts after Mm -hmm. living in it all week long. And I just start to feel really overwhelmed. Just like everywhere I look, there's dishes to take care of. There's like paperwork and homework situation. There's toys, there's laundry. But so often I will wake up on Saturday morning Chris gets up super early and I like walk out into this clean house and I'm like, how did this even happen? He will just attack it. Laundry will be going. The dishwasher will be running. He'll have taken out the compost, which is my least favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. And he'll just do it. Whereas I maybe will just like, oh, the compost needs to go out and he'll just be like, oh, I'll do it. Just no problem. So good. Oh my gosh. I just, I'm just like, I heart eye emoji all over the place. Um, I also feel like he can do these things while making the boys breakfast and Maeve is in her high chair and he's feeding her some oatmeal and he's making my coffee. And he just has that like multitasking Mm -hmm. thing where I just get so overwhelmed just trying to do the one thing. And I'm like leaving a big mess in my wake, just trying Mm -hmm. to do the one thing. And I don't know. It is just, it is just a superpower. And I, I appreciate like, it. I feel like it's an unfair um, stereotype that men are 
not good at multitasking yes. and women are better. I find Jeremiah to be much better at it than me too. Agree. I get, I get overwhelmed by it or I want, I focus on the perfection of each task instead mm-hmm. of just like doing something. Right. Yes. You know, and getting, yes. getting, a, getting some momentum going. And yes. I think he's better at that too. And the places he takes the kids that I'm like, no, I'm not taking a kid there. Mm. <laughs> like mm. the grocery exactly. store or whatever. Yes. I'm not taking a kid there. No. And he yes. Chris like makes an adventure out of it. Yeah. And I am just... Like I'm just overwhelmed hearing you describe it, right. and then they just I'm do it. I'm overwhelmed watching you leave the house. Yes, like I don't, I don't, I want no part of this. Yes, recently too, as Chris has become just handier, I think he's been much more proactive about just like taking care of things around the house. Mm. Recently, he fixed our printer. And I cannot even tell you the love I had for this man (laughs) in that moment, because our printer is something it's so handy. You know, I print out my grocery lists. We print out, you know, return labels. If you need Mm -hmm. to print something, I just love having a printer and our printer has been so great for so many years, no issues, but recently it had a paper jam and then we couldn't figure out how to fix it. And I just felt so overwhelmed feeling. I don't even have the time to sit down and like Google how to Mm -hmm. fix this. And it kind of been in the back of my mind, um, but the printer's always kind of been something I've used more. And so it kind of felt like my domain. And Chris just texted me in the middle of one morning and said, oh, I fixed our printer. Oh. And I was just like, what? <laughs> this Get is amazing. Get in here right now and make out with me. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm still thinking about it. I told my mom about the other day. I mean, this was just incredible. I so. do. I do feel like I got a rage text from you about the printer. I, yes. About how you were like literally going to throw it in the street and run it over or something, yes, something yes. equally dramatic, which is my favorite when Kelsey gets ragey because <laughs> she's less prone to rage than I am. So I love a good Kelsey So when it text. happens, yeah. you know, it's really yeah. serious. Yes. We have recovered. We did not throw it in the street. I think it's going to last us a few more years. So I thanks, mean, this, thanks this to Chris. of yours. Yep. <laughs> Okay, this will be the fun part. Finally, we are going to see if our husbands agree with our assessments. <laughs> so we each quizzed our husbands to ask them the top best spouse, worst spouse trait for themselves and for us. So what did Jeremiah have to say about being the worst spouse offenses for himself and you in your marriage? He said that for him, it's probably that he's putsy. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and always lumbering around. Like, which kind of goes right. with his Winnie the Poohing around. Right. It's like he has this way of just like, you know, I talked about this, like coming into the sho- into the bathroom right when I'm like <laughs> right. getting out of the shower or he'll now with homeschool too. It'll be like, we just get situated with like a snack and a book and I'm going to uh-huh. do a read aloud. And then he like comes into the kitchen like, right. oh, what are you guys doing? Like he doesn't really have right. a purpose. He's just kind uh-huh. of interrupting whatever we're doing. So yeah, it's, it's, it's the rummaging bear through a campsite right. situation. <laughs> I can see it. Okay, so Chris reports that he thinks that his lack of patience is his worst feature. I have to give him a lot of credit because I think that his patience has come a long way Mm -hmm. in the time that I've known him. Mm -hmm. For me, he said, which I don't think, I don't know, we were, (laughs) he said it's that I leave lights on all the time, (laughs) which I'm like, I mean, they're all LED lights now. We're fine. It's not using that much energy. If this is your worst spouse offense, I feel like you're doing pretty well. I said, really? I kind of yell at you a lot. (laughs) 
but he's like no I mean I, if we're just talking about funny little things like it right. does drive me nuts when I go upstairs and like all of our bedroom lights are still on and I'm like okay fair enough that's really funny that's funny so I was texting you about this and that when I asked Chris this he said well can I can I skip the worst trait about oh. you I can't think of anything which was like sweet but then I was like don't try to be better than me <laughs> I've got plenty I could say about you. Yeah, don't. So it was kind of it was kind of a best spouse worst spouse situation. Don't be noble here. <laughs> yes. So anyway, when when pressed, he said he said that I can have very specific opinions and thoughts about things, but I don't share them with him, which then catches him off guard when I'm frustrated with him about something that I've never actually told him. Ah, interesting. <laughs> and, and this is I yes. 100%. In my mind, I'll be like, I've already thought of exactly the way the day should go. I've already been thinking about it for a long time. Uh, it's, you know, it's the best way that the day will work. And I've already got it all planned out. And then I might be like, Hey, what, what, what were you wanting to do today? Yeah. Having not shared any of my plans right. for the day. Right. And or even alluded he... to the fact that you maybe have some. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then if he does not answer back with the exact <laughs> plan that I've already thought of, I'm so annoyed. That's <laughs> I'm like, so well, true. why would you think that? I think I it do could be the, It could be the same thing about dinner or something. Yeah. I, I'm I'm thinking in my head, like, ooh, we should really have enchiladas for dinner. I'm like, hey, what do you think we should have for dinner? If he says anything other than enchiladas, I'm wrong. so annoyed. Wrong answer. <laughs> that is the wrong answer. <laughs> That's kind of the downside of us always being like thinking five steps, ahead, steps ahead is that we totally. forget to share those steps sometimes. Yes. We have very yes. similar conversations where Jeremiah is like, well, if you thought about all of that, why didn't you just say so? Right. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I just wanted you to figure it out yeah, on your own. It was pop quiz time, actually. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And what did Jeremiah say about you being the best spouses? He said that right now teaching and homeschooling the girls has just taken mm. all. He has no worry about that whatsoever. And it's just been so nice to let him like he has doesn't mm. even have to think about that. He yeah. knows it's it's like what's best for them. Yeah. And then home decor, like making our mm. house a home. Oh, I love that. I love that. Chris said about me that it's my patience. Mm -hmm. You guys balance <laughs> so each think, other well there. I think we really do. We really do. Okay. And what did Jeremiah say his best trait is? He said his breakfast making, which is oh. which is true. He, I haven't made breakfast of any sort in years. Like mm. really, if it's, if it's beyond, you know, pouring myself some cereal, he, he makes us big breakfasts every single weekend. It kind of mm. goes along with the coffee and all the practical I ways. I was going to say he, just like taking care of the yeah. morning and like taking care of everyone and what they need in the mm. morning in, in addition to his culinary skills. Yeah. I mean, I even texted him from bed earlier this week, like during a weekday morning when he was getting himself like finishing up his workout in the garage and he had to get himself ready for work. And I was like, Hey, if you're making yourself eggs, can I have some, I could really use like a bigger breakfast this morning. And he like brings it to me in bed. Aww. And, and I was like, Oh, were you making eggs? And he's like, no, but I made you some. And I'm just like, Oh, that's really sweet. So he is. That's really sweet. A lot of love is wrapped up in his breakfast. 
Oh, I love that. Okay, I have Chris's text about his best trait here that I'm going to read to you. (laughs) He said, my best trait, I think, is that I believe I can acquire any skill and accomplish literally anything. And I apply that to our lives and make our home and our life better. It might be egotistical, but I think it's true. It is true. He's a renaissance man. (laughs) He really is. And then he said, as a follow-up, he said, I believe I am Neo and YouTube is like tank downloading information into my brain. (laughs) So I will say, yes. I mean, since Chris got into, I feel like it was maybe the sewing and on his sabbatical that really was this kind of turning point, new chapter for him just like igniting this love of learning new skills and realizing that he can, you really can learn literally anything through YouTube. And he has gone through, you know, the sewing, the woodworking, the violin. I mean, and then, you know, that has resulted in him really becoming just so handy Mm -hmm. and just able to take care of things, which I will say, I feel like we recorded sort of a DIY home improvement episode many years ago. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at that time, I would not have called Chris a super handy person. I'd be curious to go back and re-listen to it. And since then, I mean, yeah, it just feels like there's nothing around the house that he can't fix or take care of he's much more proactive about like taking care of things Mm -hmm. now too and yeah and like he kind of mentioned too that I would just totally agree with bringing these big lifestyle things to our lives yeah like the the year that Dash was a baby um, I think Dash's first Christmas he bought me a bike and a bike trailer and we were not like a biking family before then and now that's just something that we enjoy Mm -hmm. so much like as a family as part of lifestyle um he had the idea and then built the studio that I'm recording in Mm -hmm. just all of these things so I really appreciate that about him um I will say kind of (laughs) I feel bad ending this way but I will say a a minor a minor worst spouse trait about this related worst spouse trait sometimes sometimes is I mean he is just so incredibly passionate he goes in 110 percent and things can kind of take take over his life for example it's like as soon as the baby goes down for a nap or the kids are engaged all of a sudden for from the garage i hear like uh-huh. like the, he's the new neighborhood sawing, saw guy he's sawing something you know or like he's just looking for like any time he can get to play the violin and sometimes i'm like can you just take it down a notch uh-huh. and i have a funny story to share about this um about his passions taking taking over his life. So to set the scene, right now I look forward to the end of the day and specifically climbing into bed with teeth brushed, face washed, like totally ready for bed, climbing into bed and reading. Mm-hmm. That is just when I'm finally 100% off duty. It's my first like real me time, right, you know, right. where no one's going to call me. And I just, that is just like such sacred time. Well, one of Chris's more recent passions has been learning Japanese, (laughs) which he is doing with the app Duolingo. Mm -hmm. So I was just settling into bed, ah, turning on my Kindle (laughs) and exhaling after a long day. When I hear next to me in bed, Chris's phone announce, Haranga! (laughs) Let me just tell you, without even thinking, I just was like, no! (laughs) 
No. You stop it. You are invading my sacred time. Can you not put your headphones on? <laughs> Which I will say that is annoying when they're watching something in an, in a language that yes. you know. But when when it is suddenly yelling Japanese at your during your reading no. time. No. That is a hard pass, Mr. Wharton. He is lucky I didn't just throw his phone across the room. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, let's move on to obsessions. What are you obsessed with? Okay, I am currently obsessed with my headphone headband that Aaron, what? Aaron H. Moon on Instagram, who if you don't follow her, she is hilarious and has much to add to your life but she has this headband that her that solves a very specific problem it okay Okay. so it's like a winter headband kind of okay but made of like like active dry material Mm -hmm. so not you know not not to keep you warm necessarily Mm -hmm. you could i think it was probably mostly invented to wear like while you're running to not Mm -hmm. have like earbuds in yeah so it's got the headphones like built right into the head band so so you can actually take them out of there and wash the headband too but it's a bluetooth situation okay so that you can like she's she got it because she wants to like lay in bed and listen to an audiobook and like fall asleep Uh, or like a you know like the calm app you know like a a sleep story situation but if you try to do that with earbuds and it hurts right and you don't want to fall asleep really with earbuds in your ear yeah so this in comes the headband. The other gotcha. lovely thing is that it also muffles exterior sound mm-hmm. and you can pull it down over your eyes and you have a sleep mask. Whoa, two you know? in one. So I had the most lovely nap the other day with my mm. with my sleep story on. Ooh. I listened to this podcast called Nothing Much Happens and it's just mm-hmm. sleep stories. Each episode is a sleep story oh. with like a very soothing voice for like 30 minutes. Oh, that's perfect. It's so perfect. And you can set the timer, you know, to like, turn off at the end of the episode while you're asleep and I just took Mm. like the best nap like I had a slight headache I just put that Mm -hmm. on I put the you know I put it down over my eyes for light protection and Mm -hmm. it was lovely so it was like $18 on Amazon oh my gosh okay and that is genius yeah it's my new favorite thing oh that's great Okay, well, I have kind of an update and obsession in one. Back on our underbuyer overbuyer episode, I shared my underbuyer tendencies, and one of the places where I've been a severe underbuyer is with my no-show socks. Oh yeah, which I wear nearly every day, so I really should have more than like three have holes in them, <laughs> Mix- mismatched pairs. pairs. Exactly. So. I did end up buying myself a few more pairs of the Hue brand, which I've used before, but I am now finding there's like a seam that always is cutting Mm. into my foot Mm -hmm. and it is really annoying. Um, So I am very proud of myself. I researched some other brands and I bought myself a set of the no-show socks from the brand Bombas, which I have athletic socks from them and really like them. And they are amazing okay they are the low cut so they're not showing in your shoes they are really soft but breathable and there is they're so comfortable there is no annoying little seam on the edge of your foot so a little more pricey highly recommend i have seen those around and heard heard good things so that may be worth an investment huh and they have the little silicone patch on the heel so they stay in place Mm -hmm. anyway i have been very pleased i'm very proud of you 
Thank you. Investing in your feet. Thank you very much. (laughs) All right. I have a little neighborhood news to share. Okay, go for it. So I am going to share that this is kind of our greater neighborhood news that yesterday I went and volunteered at one of these huge vaccine operation sites here in the Phoenix area. It was way out in the West Valley, actually taking up the huge parking lots for the Cardinal Stadium. Mm -hmm. And it was such a rewarding and enjoyable experience just for many reasons. And I wanted to share this as part of neighborhood news, just because after a year of so much anxiety about Mm COVID-19 and wondering like, when are we going to emerge from this and just feeling stuck and not being being able to help, it felt so cool to be part of Mm -hmm. the solution. Mm -hmm. And I just also was so incredibly impressed at the scale and efficiency of this operation. We are talking a constant stream 24 seven. They're open all day and all night, 10 lanes of cars Mm -hmm. constantly coming through and just witnessing that was really incredible. And I was just thinking how maybe especially over the past few years, especially during the pandemic, we have seen so many examples and had so much frustration over how slow and ineffective Mm. our governments have been. And it was just so cool to see something being done so well. Something working well. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And also this was the most people I have seen in a year and just interacting with people. I was, I was checking in people as they drove up. So saw lots of gray haired people. They were excited to be there. They were so thankful. They were, you know, just like excited to be getting their vaccine Mm. and stuff. And anyway, it was just, it was a really great experience. And at the end of it, if you volunteer for a shift, you get a COVID vaccine. So awesome. Yeah. And so that was just incredible all around. I just signed up this morning because you turned <gasps> me on to this volunteer opportunity and you so sweetly texted me and were like, hey, they're posting more shifts because when shifts kind of post, people, mm, you know, snatch fast. them up. And so I was all set and I grabbed a shift for a couple weeks from now so I can do I the same so thing. I'm so excited for you. It does. It just feels like this very, in a year that has felt very helpless Mm -hmm. often and like the best thing we could do was just to be staying home but like nothing and no and knowing that we were in a very privileged position relatively speaking Mm -hmm. to be able to stay home to be able to make all these choices for our kids and you know do all of this while other populations were so vulnerable it just feels very good to be signed up to do something tangible like Mm -hmm. you know even if we couldn't get the vaccine it would feel like something that you could do to help with the Mm -hmm. solution but then yeah the the added bonus on top of that of being able to get our own vaccine and just yeah I'm super excited and thankful that you found this opportunity what a what a good thing and I'm sure listeners that you probably have something similar in your communities so check it out I've heard I've heard from quite a few other people that friends that I'm just keeping touch in touch with that I think that there are similar things going on in different cities so it's definitely something to check into Mm -hmm. I think by the time this comes out you should have volunteered and gotten your shot so that's exciting yeah Okay, well, that wraps up our episode. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. In between shows, you can find us on Instagram, where we are Hi Girls Next Door, and you can find our Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook. Send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com and find the show notes for this episode and all of our archives at girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. 
in the back of the cabinet that I featured on our like disorganization where everything's all a jumble, I have this, um, it's like kind of this cloth bag. That's a tortilla warmer. You can put tortillas in it and then put Uh it in the microwave. That's where I hide the chocolate (laughs) chips. Don't tell Chris. (laughs) Pay no attention to the tortilla warmer in the back of the cabinet. (laughs) 